Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 100th episode of Bucks on the Dasher, a hockey podcast. I'm your host, Adam Glass, and with me for almost 90-ish of those episodes, uh, Tyler Hebner. I am contractually obligated to be here. I, I asked you about this like a month ago. And and my agent suggested to to do it to avoid future lawsuits. Yeah. So he doesn't want to get sued again after because he forced me to change the name or we would have done 100 episodes a while ago. <laughs> this would almost probably be like 150 or 200 or something. I don't know. Yeah. I forget how many episodes we did under the old name, but it was like, I feel like over we did it for over a year that so it had to have been over 50. Yeah, I'm sure you could do the math. Uh, Yeah, I could if I wanted to, but I'm not going to right now. Uh, but to celebrate 100 podcast uh, episodes, we uh, saw each other in person last week. Yeah. Which is I went a very to a, rare occurrence. I went to a vegan restaurant for the first time. By choice, you asked? Absolutely. I, I let you choose. The, your uh, choice. Obviously, if I'm in downtown Toronto, I'm going to choose a vegan restaurant because I don't get to go to those very often. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I don't have to just get uh, whatever veggie burger they have on the menu every time I go to the restaurant. Because <laughs> I'm not paying $20 for a salad. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so thoughts on Planta. We went to the original, the OG Planta with the OG menu. Mm-hmm. We, ordered a, we ordered a ton of food. We did order a ton of food. But I felt good afterwards. Even though I ate to, like, you know protruding stomach level um i didn't i didn't get slowed down by it that's that was fun we had two appetizers mains and desserts so yeah we went there good times <laughs> and then i got a drink and a cat so that was cool yeah. and cat. just leave it at that actually the vegan restaurant gave me a drink and a cat so i drank out of a cat <laughs> Re- reuse reuse and uh reuse reduce <laughs> and recycle um that's- old cats yeah it's true it wasn't a live cat it was the shell the hollow shell of a cat yeah, that i drank so the insides out of what what is that called taxidermy cat yeah, yeah. they just put a they put they yeah. put i think a it was wine. just the bones though because it was pretty smooth and shiny right <laughs> so it's probably just the bones of the cat <laughs> that doesn't make, makes even less sense <laughs> yeah i had it my drink cat, cat bones at the vegan restaurant oh jesus uh i definitely want to go back but i think i want to try the they have the one mexican branch one. that's all mexican food mm-hmm. and i definitely want to try that one i'd be down uh yeah if you're ever in the city for another charity hockey game. <laughs> uh, i work in the city i go every I week but yes. um yeah we'll have to talk about that then because i definitely mm-hmm. want to go there and i did realize that from where i'm working right now plant is like a five minute walk and I, oh boy yeah <laughs> I don't know. Give me one of everything on the menu. I don't know how that's going to go because it's not really. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. It's definitely close enough that I feel like I could order takeout, go walk and get it and bring it back and still be fine, which would probably save me, what, $25 on fees and and tips? Yep. If I order. That's generally how that works. Okay. So uh, do you have any games or movies or anything you want to talk about before we move on to the hockey thing? I have restarted walk, watching The Walking Dead from oh season God. season one, episode one. Season and I'm going to see if I get farther than I did when I was watching it upon release every week. So how far did you get with that show? <sighs> to the best of my memory, they got... Um, they were fighting this big boss guy at like a sanctuary that like had like walls up and they were, they had like a, you know, they had like a commune and stuff. Like it was a, basically the first city they come across and there was yeah. this really evil guy with an eye patch. Eye patch. Yes. And the governor, uh, the governor, that's what his name is. So basically they defeated him. And then I was like, and, and I think they chose to leave after they chose to leave the sanctuary. And I was like, okay, this doesn't make any sense to me anymore. Um, so I just stopped, just stopped watching cold Turkey. And I've been able to, I was telling my wife, I've been able to mostly avoid spoilers for this show. I know about Negan, I think his name is, mm-hmm. and the, he's the guy with the bat. 
Yeah. And I know that some popular characters die by his hands, but I don't know how and I don't know in what order. And I don't know the I don't know the how he comes about and, and what that whole situation is. One in a way so gruesome that I'd stopped watching the show and I didn't believe that they had actually done what they did in the comics for that character. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm glad I never watched that. And I stopped watching the show. Wow. Uh, um, I pretty much stopped watching. So I'm a, oh, I read the comics guy. Um, Yeah, I I have access to the comics. I just haven't really given them a chance. I also stopped reading the comics after maybe the second compendium, which is probably... I think it's 24, maybe 50 issues in or something like that. I forget. I didn't keep up with the comics either. Um, But that show just burned me out. Like I just, once that, like right around where you ended is basically where I ended. And I was like, I don't know if I need to do this to myself anymore. Yeah. Like I I never enjoyed watching it. I felt like I was just forcing myself to watch it to see where it was going to go. And then it just kept being like, I don't know. Some cost. That, yeah, kind of I ended up charging stretch. through Game of Thrones mostly because I was watching it with somebody that could answer my myriad of questions every single yeah. week about who the hell that was again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I was watching it on my own, I don't know. There was this certain part in Game of Thrones where I was like, this is just not necessary and really over the top. And I just am not down for this stuff anymore. I feel you. I have all the Game of Thrones books and I read them all prior to watching. So I was uh, a big I'm a big game of thrones guy unfortunately i don't think i could read those books i got the first one with the intent to read it and then i saw how big it was and i'm like "Mm." though i did read a 600 page book on the cia once (laughs) i I just have different priorities in my reading yeah i mean i don't even remember the context of when i wrote when i read them but i read them all in very quick i uh was when i was commuting every day on the go train to barry Oh, from would, the city yeah, every yeah. single day so i was ba- i was able to knock out a couple chapters basically a day um which was which was great so i was just burning through books at that period of, in my life um, but oh. i have a trip to mexico coming up in a couple weeks slash next month um uh, and i'm going to at- attempt to read dune in its entirety over the course of the week that is my oh, the, plan that is my goal the book of dune the Book of Dune, yes. I saw the, I saw the movie, the first one, and my wife bought me the book last year. And I just, I'm just not a big reader when I'm home and have like other stuff. But when we go on vacation, it's all I do. I read constantly. Have so. you seen the first Dune movie, David Lynch's Dune movie? No. Like the old ass one? No. Yeah. No, I have not. So I will tell you from personal experience that if you're supposed to read Dune for, for class and you just watch the movie instead, <laughs> different. <laughs> Very different. Some huh? major differences, evidently. <laughs> major differences. Um, but I, for years, if, if I had to read a book, if there was not a movie based on the, like, I would look at whatever <laughs> books I had choice to read and I would look up to see if there was a movie. And if there was not a movie based nice. on that book, I wouldn't pick that book. That's fair. I'm like, I'm watching the movie and then I'll just maybe read the book. I don't know why, because I read I read comics like crazy and I still well, and maybe not so much anymore, but I I always I read every day. Like I'm yeah. always reading. I'm not a video watcher usually on my phone. I'm a reader. Yeah, it's a I mean it's 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 getting in it's getting immersed in a novel basically is is the is the task at hand. And I don't have a typical job immersing myself in stuff. I have a fairly obsessive personality, so it's easy for me to get into it. It's just got to hook me in the right way. Um, the only, I'm not a big fiction person. No, I haven't actually, mm-hmm. I bet you I maybe in my whole life have read, if we excuse all like the goosebumps and stuff I would have read when I was young, like books I read it as an adult, I bet you it's less than like 25 to 30 total fiction books hmm. in my life. And a nonfiction is probably like double or triple that. So really? Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like I've probably read more fiction than nonfiction, but I did have a period of time where I read a lot of books about the Manhattan Project and stuff like that, which were pretty interesting. And I, for some reason, we found a... So this is kind of weird. We used to have a book exchange at our building, at our old building we lived at in Barrie, and it was like a hole in the wall, basically. And I found a book on the Ru- Russian Revolution um and i read the whole thing i read the whole thing it was super interesting um but yeah, yeah. it's a pretty fucked up period it was a very fucked up period but i still have the book actually we never i never brought it back 
So that one's buried somewhere just because of the way it looks. It it would not look good if the CIA come to my house. That's for sure. It's somewhere. Yeah, the most recent books I've read were that History of the CIA, which was like 600 pages. And it's like an oral history slash like yeah. historical document. It's not like, here's what I thought happened on, you know no. what I mean? I read Wikipedia. Like yeah. it's actually yeah. interviewing people. Um, and it like, I think it won a Pulitzer actually. Um, nice. It, it's really, it's really good if you want to, yeah. Hate. I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down the rabbit hole, but let's nope, just say please don't. <laughs> a lot of your foreign if you're if you're anti foreign policy of the US, then uh yeah, that'll confirm a lot of the reasons why things went sideways for them pretty much everywhere they went. Yeah. Uh a lot of white people thinking they were better than everyone, evidently. Uh oh, and I also read a SNL oral history. Oh, that's fun. That was also like four or five hundred pages. So that was actually really interesting too. Um, and good. Yeah, that same guy's done a whole bunch of oral histories. I forget the name of the author, but there's a ESPN one that I heard is really good. Mm. And I um and I know the Sopranos, the Talking Sopranos podcast, they put out a book too that's an oh, oral nice. history of the Sopranos. So I might pick that up at some point. Oh, I have a yeah, that actually reminds me. I have a big book of serial killers that I read too. Like oh, good. of all of them through the yeah, sixties and seventies basically. Just says how to be no, no, it was, it was written by, <laughs> the reason I say that is because I, uh, it's written by the guys who run one of my favorite podcasts uh, and I bought it and it's like, it looks like a comic book, but it's a full novel and they paid an illustrator to like draw themselves and stuff like that. It was, it's actually pretty cool, but yeah, good times. Cool. Hockey. So hockey, right? <laughs> is that what I'm here for? That was a weird like 10 minute we haven't had one of those in a long time where we just okay to talk talk. about reading books books are sometimes good. i feel like we could just do a random podcast where we just talk about whatever we want for an hour and then call yeah, it a that's day. just a normal conversation between us that's, yeah, that's true <laughs> we just end up talking about hockey half the time okay yep uh so as always we will start with how our fantasy weeks went um so over in my big pool for the third week in a row i faced the first place team uh, and because I decided to bench Austin Matthews inadvertently on Saturday night, I tied 5-5. Hey, he's a bum. Keep him on the bench. I was just bad IR management on a pool where I can't make same-day drops. So uh, Maybe you should change that. Uh, I think I'm the one that fought to have it that way, so I don't know if I can do that. Uh, maybe, maybe change your mind. People can change their minds. Same-day. I don't agree with same-day ads. But same day drops should be definitely a thing because it can help you roster manage. Yeah. Uh, so with that tie, I'm in fourth place now, but I am only seven points back of first. So I'm still in the hunt here. Uh, and it looks like I have a little run here where I'm going to get to play some out of the playoff teams finally. So Strength of schedule going to get yeah. a little easier, hopefully. Hopefully I can make up some ground here. Uh, just like I had never made the final, even though I, well, until last year, I guess, in this pool, um, I've never finished first overall either. And since we get money for it, um, I'm kind of hoping I can at least stay in the hunt until the end for it. Um, so all's well right now. And I got Freddie Anderson back from injury. Finally. Yay. He's so, back. That's nice. Uh, so how did your big pool week go? Uh, it was good. I won uh, pretty convincingly against a uh, uh, guy very close to me in the standings, bringing me back to 500. I'm seven and seven on the year. And obviously this is a points pool. So I won by 20 some odd points, 23 points, I think, um, which is solid. Um, overall, a good week. Um, my team started around into form. I was able to grab Josh Norris off the waivers and just throw him on an IR Whoa, spot I had open. What? Yeah, and it's a really deep league, too. So I kind of pulled the wool over someone's eyes there. Wow. And I streamed Jack Campbell for three games this week. And it went well, actually, which is fantastic. Oh, oh right, because Skinner was hurt. Yeah, and I picked... No, Skinner had a baby. Like, his wife had oh, a baby, well. so he was away from the team. He was so, on IR, Tyler. <laughs> uh, he was away from the team, yeah. And I picked up Luke Shen just because he hits a lot. And Bangers. the scoring in this league is kind of weird. He had three assists <laughs> in the like, three games I played him. It was so lucky. It was a great week in terms of my pickups, for sure. 
that's always handy. Uh, <laughs> okay, over in the points pool, um, I got, uh, I got, I lost, but not by a lot actually. Um, over the second place team, this puts me now two games below 500 and out of a playoff spot for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this league, still a lot of weeks left, but Tyler, I'm. I'm looking at that giant flashing Bedard sign in my eyes right now, and it's really hard to ignore it. Ah, your team's going to get you there or not, right? Like, it's well, not really your the, decision. Yeah, so for people that may or may not be aware, in this pool, it is a consolation championship for first overall, so you have to win it. Um, Tyler got the won it last year and got the honors of drafting Jacob Nobody. Markstrom first overall. Fucking I always do this on the weird fucking years. I think the McDavid year, I won the championship. <laughs> I gotta just do it. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, you're looking pretty good right now. I guess. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, so I, but I would say, looking at all the teams in the out of the playoffs right now, Tyler, I think I have the best team. Probably, yeah. You could say that. So honestly, I'd rather just missed than just making this pool this year so i don't know i think what i'm literally going to do is just nothing (laughs) yeah i'll just manage my team make no trades and just ride it out and see what happens there is still a lot of parity between basically fourth place and what yeah i'm definitely nowhere out of the playoff spot yeah um and i have a tiebreaker on a more than one team ahead of me right now including you so yeah it's not like i'm out of it but I just you still have the tiebreaker. Uh, must have just been this week, right? Yeah. Um. Anyways, I won in the league, in this league as well too by seventy points. So pretty pretty handedly. <laughs> We're good. Uh. You have the tiebreaker on me by ten points. Yeah. Which it could be made up or lost in in a single a week. week. In a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. So it's not, I mean, it's pretty close overall. Whoa, yeah, I did I'm, not realize that Rob had almost 200 points last week. Yep. Wow. Uh, yeah, man. I'm nine and five. They're pretty comfortably in third place at this point. Um, and only one place out of a bye. So I'm trying to hope someone can potentially beat those top two teams, but it's not looking likely. That's for sure. Tyler, he got 15.4 points from Sam Montembeau and then dropped him. Jesus. That is absolutely... Oh, man. There's... He... Oh. That's insane that he put up that many points with that goaltending. <laughs> that is crazy. Like, if you would have picked up Montembeau, he would have got 16 points from his goaltenders last week. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his projected points this week, you'll see it come... It's expected to come crashing back down to earth, so... yeah. Wow, yeah, he's got Jarry. Okay, yeah, he's just hurting right now. So I need him to beat Brody. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Well, sorry, I couldn't do that for you. I got. I know I can't rely on anybody to do anything. That's true. Uh, speaking on relying on my team to do anything, uh, my auction team let me down again. Should I be tapping that Bedard sign in this pool too? I uh, don't think you. Um. Mm. <laughs> I don't think you're like it's not as it's not as good to do it in this league because you if you want to sign up for four years you gotta it's fifteen bucks and anything can happen. I would probably do it for him. I would too, but you, you know how it is. Yeah, it's true. Right. Well, I got a lot of cap space this year, so yeah, after just, the season. that first year might be a little rough. You never. Yeah. Know. Um, how did you do in the auction pool? I lost by one category, which sucks <laughs> because I was on a huge winning streak. I was beating a bunch of top teams and I wanted to beat this guy. Also the same guy who took me out of the playoffs last year. So that hurts as well. Um, but yeah, we're kind of, I'm hanging around in ninth place, which is one spot out of a playoff in this league. Um, I've been making up a lot of ground. I think you're in eighth, right? I'm in 10th now. You're 10th now. So I passed you in the standings. You passed me. I got smoked last week. Yeah, our division is fucking trash. So um, where it was like one of the best last year. But anyways, uh, I am five points out of a playoff spot, which is huge because I was in last place at one point. Um, So just, you know, hoping this week I can just basically get a win and I should be in a playoff spot next week. 
It's almost like you gave up nothing for a top team's goaltender and it worked out for you. I gave up nothing. I gave up a top line right winger who who's was hurt. actually who's hurt now, but was actually pretty good up until um up until he got hurt this week. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh have you okay. found that so what? sorry, I want to ask a question because I'm no. realizing this in I mean, across the three leagues that I play in, nobody's trading. Is that is that normal? Like, is that something you're seeing as well too in your other league? Like, are people making moves? Oh, we've had trades in, we've already had trades in big pool that like caused people to like veto and stuff. So that oh. that pool's always been dysfunctional in the trade market though. So I just it feels like there's I not a lot of player movement. This year. Remember, I picked up Braden Shen and Trevor Moore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the other pools, it's been quiet. Like I don't think there's Very been a quiet. single trade in points pool. I can't get anyone to pick up the phone. Well, that's so not. To speak. That's not surprising. <laughs> in that pool. Nobody wants to hear from me. You never asked me. That's because we ne- we don't make trades. Yeah, you we are, we've established already established this. Oh, we do not make <laughs> trades. We cannot make trades because we nope. don't value each other's players the same way. Well, the only time we can ever make a trade is if one of us is truly selling, and then we can yes. probably figure it out that way. But if it's yeah, an actual it's like makes... hockey trade, if you will, yeah, yeah, we're I don't think it's happening. There. Yeah. Uh, okay. Speaking of not getting there, my poo-poo performer for last week with a minus five and no points with Morgan Riley. Yeah, he's been rough. I, I acquired him in the, in my big league too, and I I've been disappointed by the production thus far, but. I' gonna give him, you know, give him a couple weeks to a month, and I'm sure he'll be back. Well, they've been right? kind of experimenting with the five forward power play too, so that's gonna affect his minutes and probably get him getting back into a rhythm. But I don't. I think that's just them toiling around with it before the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't think that'll stick. Um, that's fair. Um, my poo poo performer, I have him in two leagues, and he's a keeper in both, and that's uh, Matt Barzell. Um, he had no points, no assists, minus two, six shots on goals, and seven faceoff wins, and that's it in uh, in either league. So pretty pretty tough sledding. I was lucky to at least win in one of the leagues that I have him, but in the other one, it was a big reason why I lost. I lost the assist category when he's usually a beast in that area. I, how did he have no points last week? That's crazy. I know. When was the last time he had no points in a week? It's been a while because he's he's been a point per game player pretty much until this week, right? Started on January 10th, so basically it was three games of no points. He's got no points so far tonight, so we're on a little bit of a dip after a goal scoring streak of five games. <laughs> Just a hot and cold. He goes up and down, I guess. That's yeah. not exactly an offensive powerhouse over on the island. <laughs> no, he's doing all he can. Uh, okay, so my super duper stars for the week were my goaltending in the big pool. Uh, Sorokin had one win with a 1.3 and a 9.52, and Freddie Anderson had two wins with a 1.5 and a 9.48, uh, which somehow won me the goaltending categories, except for shutouts, because I had a 138 and a 9.51 and three wins. <laughs> nice. Very good. I lost um, two lost two shutouts um, on Saturday or Sunday in the final, th- like in the third period. One was with like 10 minutes left. I was uh, pretty bummed. That sucks. I got a shutout from Swayman today, and I was sweating the entire third period. <laughs> but that was fun. It's nice to have that. Um, I could have really went between two guys for this, but I'm going to go with Adrian Kempe. Three goals, two assists. He was a minus one, but had uh, four power play points. And 15 shots on goals and seven hits, literally just filling the categories. The other guy I was going to choose was Vince Dunn, who has absolutely been on fire for the Kraken. A goal, four assists, plus 10. Plus 10 in one week. I'm I'm really glad I dropped him for no reason. I know. He had eight shots on goal and five hits, which is decent for a guy who doesn't usually hit. Um so either two of those, I'll go with Kempe because the goals are more important, but um, just overall a pretty solid week. Uh, once again, people or me wondering why I have Ross Colton on my roster all season in the big pool. Well, he's trilegible, and last week he had uh, two assists, was a plus one, had a power play point, had nine shots and ten hits. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. 
That's perfect. Uh, K. Andre Miller is still on fire too. At four points. I know. Last week. This is full breakout season, I think, for him. Yeah, I, think, I don't crazy. think he's just hot. I think this is like NBA Jam rules where he's just uh, he's on fire. You just got to keep riding it. You ride it until like there's a two week, um, you know, kind of drop off. But even then, he hits enough to probably deserve being rostered rest of season. Well, I literally drafted him in this pool, and he's been yeah. draft. He's been rosterable just based on hits and shots all like yeah. every week, and now he's just going off points wise. So that's he's nice. basically what Truba was last year. Yeah, actually, and like, that's why you know I drafted I mean? him is because somebody what drafted Truba before me. Yeah, it was just crazy, but it is what it is. Truba's been all right. Yeah, he's getting better. He had a struggle at the start there, but he's getting there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Travis Konechny had five. Oh, yeah, that's why I got smoked in. Konechny had five points last week. Per- Cole Perfetti had six assists last week. Yeah, Perfetti's been good. It's quietly uh, a good, pretty good rookie this year for the Jets. Uh, your superstar was Kempe. Okay, we got a few signings to talk about. I know. Crazy. This has been a big week for signings. Well, there's two. Is there one I'm not missing? Yeah, they're pretty big. Pretty big signings. Um, I assume we'll talk about them in chronological order. So, 26-year-old Pavel Zaka signed a four-year, $4.75,000 million contract Mm. with the Boston Bruins. Tyler, what are your initial thoughts on this? I'm just pulling up their cap friendly page because at first I'm like, oh, that's probably a lot of money for a guy who might not be that good. Bruins like, historically okay cap wise. He's only yeah, he's only 25. Um, again, this is 4.75 million dollars that could have went towards Pasternak, right? That that cannot anymore. Um, that Taylor Hall contract's looking worse and worse, uh, pretty much every day, I would say. And they don't have really anything coming off the books this year. So I'm a little concerned. Like Craig Smith, I guess, is just all of Craig Smith's money that's coming off the books this year is going right to Zaka. Uh, four years is fine. He's 25. It's hard to hate it, but like, I just don't think he's that good of a player. Like you're paying him to be what a top six forward at that money. I would say it may be a third line center. And he's got he's got 25 points in 42 games. Most of those are assists, um, which he's probably putting up going to put up career highs this year on playing on the best team in the league by far. So you got to hope he can kind of do it on his own when these these older guys start to retire. His career high is 36 points. Yeah, but he's got he's going to easily clear that this year. He has never played an 82-game season. Mm-hmm. He's barely ever played a 70-game season. Yeah. <laughs> He's never scored 20 goals. He is a career minus 56. And you just gave him four point, almost $5 million. Yeah. This oh, is, sorry. Yo, go ahead. Wh- sorry. This is like, this is insane. This is crazy. I don't Fulton get it at all. I don't. Yeah. Is there something with this guy that I'm not seeing? To me, you could plug anybody into where he's playing right now, and he'd probably be fine. This yeah. is. I don't get it at all. I honestly don't. Like, I don't. He didn't suddenly go there and become like. Even if he breaks like what 45, 50 points this year, like he's gonna get better next year playing with worse probably players. Like. Or the same players. But, like, like is right, Krejci like, coming back next year? Pr- maybe. Is maybe Bergeron not. even coming back next year? I would I would guess both of them would come back. But that's just me. I, I, until they're retired, I'm just going to assume they're coming back on these cheap one-year deals. I guess. But like Nick, but... Nick Foligno's horrible contract is coming off the books as well. So, so is so Craig about, Smith. Yeah, there's about 6 point... Or, sorry, I'm, yeah, 6.9 million coming off the books. I'm not saying that... They don't have this. This isn't even about the space. This is literally paying a guy almost $5 million a season, and he's never scored 20 goals, and he doesn't have a 40-point season, and he's a career-minus player. So what is he bringing you? This kind of feels a little like the Charlie Coyle situation, doesn't it? Because you could say the same things. You Charlie Coyle was actually better. His, his career high was 56 points before coming to the Bruins. And then... He, they gave him that big deal and it's been horrible so far. 
Like, it kind of like, feels a little like that. Didn't they just trade Howla for him? Like, basically, like a send-off yeah. player? Yes. So you gave up no... This is bad asset management. You bring in this guy for his peak season, you use it, and you say, okay, bye, have fun, get your UFA contract. Yeah, but he's... Tw- I don't think he's a UFA. I don't think he was a UFA, was he? Oh, he's R? I think so. he's 25. Yeah, I guess that's true. Right? I can't, I just can't I I'm not I I can't confirm or deny that. I mean, it's not like people haven't walked from RFAs lately. Yeah, but uh, I think he's been good enough to. I don't think they should have walked away from him. And you also can't trade him because you're a Stanley Cup favorite yeah, at this point. It's just so much money. It Do is. You have to sign is. him right now. Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't have to sign him right now. But could you wait for like a better market, like some guy to take a cheap deal and then be like, oh yes, like to me, like this is through. This is like a million less, and I'm less concerned with it. Yeah, but he's not going to only take a 25k raise at the same time. I know, but he probably didn't deserve the last contract. 30. He's basically signed until he's 30. Ah. And if the cap goes up next year or the year Look, after, it's, it's a nothing burger contract if they have to bury it or send it away. Like they can definitely do that. I just feel like yeah. it's way too much money for. It's not he's... as bad as the coil contract. How about we? How about we say that? It's not as okay. bad as the coil contract. Fine. And probably not as bad as and and the hall contract's looking pretty bad too. At least he does stuff. Uh, does he? Taylor, Taylor Hall has a career high in points of 93. At least. Yes. Oh, for sure. And if, if we paid people based on career highs, then, uh, you know, that would be fantastic. But it's then, not. Then the next player's contract would be worth $2 million a season. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> 22-year-old Matthew Boldy signed a 7 by 7 with the Minnesota Wild. So this is very uh, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo-esque of the of the Minnesota wild fire your agent. Yeah. It's a, yeah, for sure. And, and Jack, again, like Jack Hughes, fire your agent. <laughs> if, um, if he's as good as people seem to think he is, then this will be a good deal. Tyler. And if, if Pavel Zaka got 4.75 for whatever the hell he brings to the table, Matthew Boldy getting 7 million is already undervalued. Yeah. This is insane. Why are you? The cap is going up, and you are a young player. You have years of your career, and you're just signing cheap deals. I don't get it. These well, cheap long-term deals. It. Um. I don't think it's. I mean, it's easy to say that, but we don't know if it's easy. We don't know if that if it's that they did the same thing with uh, Erickson Eck, too, right? Like they signed him. He's he's making five mil forever. Like. Yeah, if, but his upside isn't. Like Matthew Boldy probably has an offensive upside that Joel Erickson, Yoel Erickson Eck will never hit. Um, like okay, I mean, what, okay, let's just say it right now. Like, what do you see? Bold, like Boldy's absolute best season in the NHL was he hitting points wise? Probably what Fiala hit last so year. So like eighty. Yeah, I mean, like if he ever plays with Kaprizov in a consistent like okay let's say Zuccarello's done after this contract like if in 2024 2025 you plug in Boldy with Kaprizov and it works like yeah he could probably you know he could probably hit a point per game I would say point per game so you're probably going ideally you're going to be getting three to four seasons probably on this deal from him at 60 plus points if not more yeah it's going to be a bargain by the end of it you would hope and he he's coming off of this deal at 28 so there's still time to like really cash in at that point too true um, barring but, that the nhl doesn't wise up to signing guys closer to their 30s to long-term deals yeah we'll see i don't know it's fine whatever the wilder's screwed cap wise so i guess just lock in as many guys as you can so you can work around it what else they do they because they got like what is the cap hit next year? It's, it's the yeah it's it's going up to seven. I assume you're talking yeah, about it goes Brisbane up next Suter. year, right? It's fourteen million for next year for and the year them. after. And once they come out, so once they're out of that buyout penalty, they're gonna have a pretty solid team. They're right? gonna, they're gonna well, have yeah. They're gonna have assuming the young guys work out. One of the best out. players, one of the best players in the league, only making nine mil which at that point is going to be an absolute bargain. Erickson Eck, who at at worst is a second line center, I would say, is making 5 million, which is super cheap. You've yeah. got some decent depth 
players like Jordan Greenway making three mil, like that's not going to hurt you at all. I assume they'll bring back some of the guys that are on, the, on their team and maybe add to them as well. And then you'll have Boldy at seven mil. Like it's not a bad situation. Your defense is pretty much locked in for that year as well, too. Um, for some reason, John Merrill is signed for three years. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I just saw that too. And maybe Kalen Addison will be played like a, an actual like top flight defender that he is instead of uh, playing 14 minutes a night. And then well, basically they just need to figure out their goaltending and they'll be fine. And like they're going to lose Dumba's six million for sure after this year. Like I can't yeah, see them bringing him I don't back. They shouldn't bring him back because it it op- it'll open them up to be able to. They need to spread that six million across their lineup. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I think you can either turn that six million into. I don't know why Alex Golgoski signed another year too. What the fuck? Because he's been a health, he's been a healthy scratch this year. Any, anyways, they'll probably buy him out too, to be honest. But you need to spread that six million out. You can't go get another six million dollar player. You need like two, three million dollar players, I think. They only got one more year, Ryan Hartman, at one point seven. So he's which gone. Was a after nice that. deal. Which was a nice which, deal. For yeah, them. it was. It's paid out div- huge dividends. Um, Zook will be gone after another year at six mil, so that'll help. Yeah, I could see them giving Frederick Goudreau a four-year deal for like four by four, and we'll sit here and go, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Guys, 29. Why would they I, do that? Because he's been he's fit in so well, and he's pretty versatile. Come on, that guy's making $1.2 You offer him a three-year deal at $2 million and be like, wouldn't it be nice to stay somewhere for a while? Yeah, wouldn't it be nice to not be a fucking journeyman? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you but, he should... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He, he'll he'll be a let's get let's be generous and let's say not say four. God. He'll be a forty-five point player this year, and he was a forty-four point player last year. So back to back forty-five point years. So he should be making like more than Zaka. So he should probably be a five million dollar player, actually, Tyler. I well, I mean, if you do if you do that compare, I'm sure there's a way to compare them. I can't remember who does the comparison of contracts i think it's uh the evolving hockey guys but anyways i'm sure you could find a comparative player for for him because he has probably earned himself a three-year three-plus year deal from somewhere i would imagine well whatever good for you freddie not the goat (laughs) well he's not that one i don't where is that one now he's not that one i don't know where is Freddie the Goat these days? Probably like a point per game in like the third league of the DEL or something. Yeah. Kicking around some AHL team. Uh, speaking of kicking around on the AHL, Tyler, Alex Nedeljkovic cleared waivers. Oh, my God. I'm so surprised. <laughs> this guy is great. Remember when he was with the Carolina Hurricanes? And Remember when he was a, he was wasn't he a Vesna? Wasn't he, he was like a Calder Vesna? finalist. Oh, Calder finalist. That's what it was. In like 14 games, people are like, oh my God, this guy's sick. He plays behind one of the easiest defensive <laughs> systems in the league. This is fantastic. Oh, yeah, let's trade him to Detroit, which has a famously one of the worst defensive systems in the league. And I'm sure he'll do exactly as the same. Yeah, I call this from a mile away. He's not a good goalie. He's Jordan Biddington, except didn't win a cup. Same type of hype train. It happens every year. Jordan didn't winnington. <laughs> but he did yeah i know <laughs> you wish he didn't but he did i wish he yeah didn't. I, i'm not surprised I, it's again like detroit's gonna be fine goaltending wise he's probably just uh he's probably done i could see him going being done with the wings entirely because they have um they have huso and uh Osa, right and, and yep. he's gonna be coming up soon i haven't checked on his development in some time but and i'm gonna do that now that i I say it to make sure that it's fine. But again, he's going to come up at some point and be, be a person. Well, they also are the current home of one uh, eight foot tall Marcus Helberg. That is true as well, too. Um, yeah. Coast is a few years away. He's playing in the ECHL right now and not putting up a 900 save percentage. So it's not bank so, on that anytime soon. Was he Canadian? Yes, he was Hamilton, oh. Ontario. He's 20 years old. Well, he's not going to turn out then, I guess. Well, no, it's just going to take some time. Just like UPL. Remember we were talking about UPL like two years ago? And he's finally here. Is he? Yeah, I'd say he's here. 
He's either here or he's getting traded with Patrick Kane. So we're going to see. We're going to see. I could easily see that happen. UPL for Patrick Kane? Yeah. And, and stuff. UPL and stuff for Patrick Kane. Why the hell does Chicago want UPL? Because they need a goalie of the future. He's Yeah, but their future is like, he's going to be dead by the time they're good. <laughs> that's no, not, not getting a goalie of the future. They should not be trading for somebody that's not ready. If you get Connor Bedard... Just let let's talk about it this way. God, that's the last the team I want. I know you do. Well, Arizona's the last team I want to get him because no, I want Chicago, actually. Chicago, please. They need to I sit actually want to see him. Well. If it, whatever team gets Connor Bedard is going to have a dramatically fast rebuild, and it's going to be one of these really shitty teams, like these three. You know, it's going to be some combination of Montreal, Arizona, Chicago, San Jose, Anaheim. One of those five teams, I guess, are going to get Bedard, and then in two years they're going to be good. That's how good he is, right? We that's how it was with Edmonton as well too. It didn't take very long for them to start making the playoffs consistently. Same Can with you Austin. Imagine Matthews. if he goes to fucking Anaheim. That would be wild. Well, you know, actually, you know what? I have some opinions on that. I don't think Trevor Zegers is nearly as good as pe- I think he's overrated now. Yo, I think he's way overrated now. People think this guy's like the next coming of fucking jesus like he's i could easily see him being a second line player his whole career like he just he's not a number one center he just got his number one center job taken by a 19 year old and no one's talking about this (laughs) but mason mctavish is now playing more on average than zegers is yeah but we know who the coach is of that team yeah, but McTavish has been well. We, exactly, we know who the coach of that team is. He hates young players, and he's he's playing a nineteen-year-old. Yeah, true. What does that tell you? I think I just think I think Mason McTavish is the future Tyler, of that team. Tyler, that's telling me that he's looking at the back of the jersey and getting confused about who it is. <laughs> 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 it's my old boss. Oh no, we gotta put him out there. Oh, put him out on the ice, McTavish, go. Um, but no, like I just. Zegers is probably one of the most skilled players in the league, but I don't think he is want, going to be one of the best players in the league. He's on the cover of the game, Tyler. I'm literally looking at his face right now on the cover of the game. Gross. It's my what PlayStation's on in front of me. Um, but I just don't um I, I just don't see it. Like I don't think he's gonna put up the points. I think he's ultra skilled. But like I just I don't see a, a I mean I do see a scenario where he becomes something, but I think the odds now are more likely that he won't. But isn't this his like second year in the league? Yeah, I just don't. I, I just want to see. And I, I know the situation is bad in Anaheim, but I want to see. Like I think Troy Terry's a better player than he is Ooh. at this point. Like I don't think it's one. I don't think Zegers made Terry. I think it's the other way around. <laughs> Like I think Terry's just an like a really strong shooting talent, and I think there might be a situation in the future where Anaheim was like, "Yeah, let's get rid of Terry and keep uh, and keep Zegers," and we're gonna be like, "Uh, is that a right decision?" Uh, do you think if you are currently in a keeper fantasy league that buying low on some of those Anaheim stars would be a good ta- tactic right now? So uh, I don't know how low you could buy on. I, I think so. Again, here let, let's put it into perspective. I traded Zegers in his rookie season for Connor Hellebuck. Like I think the time for trading, buying low on him specifically, is probably gone. I think the people that have him are going to try, are going to hold out the three or four years it takes, unless he gets bizarre, Bedard and him and Bedard go psycho mode together. But I just I don't see that as the as as the kind of route, if you will. Um, Terry Terry's an interesting one. Like I don't know how low you could buy on Troy Terry considering last year. Maybe next year you could. I mean, it's worth a shot. I just don't. I don't own any of those guys in a league that I like really hold. Like I have McTavish in our points league, but like if someone that came to me and was like, "Yo, I want McTavish for like." a player that can help you in this playoffs, I'd probably go like, yeah, okay, sure. Just like I did with Zegers. Like, yeah, absolutely. I don't see the, I don't see the, this guy's not going to be valued to me for another three years, probably from a real fantasy perspective and like a keeper perspective, let alone. So I, I guess depends where you're at, you're at with things. 
And it all depends on Bedard. So if you want to buy low in the hopes that Anaheim will get Bedard, then for sure, because Troy Terry's value is going to go through the roof. <laughs> and probably Zegras as well, too. If, if, if Like anybody who plays with Bedard, is going, his value is just instantly going to shoot through the roof. Do you think any of those other, like what is it? What's the other Fantilli and, or is that Fantilli the year after? Fantilli's this year. And there's Mishkov, right? Mishkov is, it, now they're talking about Mishkov being like a fifth overall pick. He's dropped because he oh, struggled okay. in the KHL and he, he's not going to come over immediately. So it's going to be a team that's willing to wait for him. Uh, it's Leo Carlson from Sweden is the other, is the third guy now who is like, in his own right pretty good. Do you think there are more than, like, obviously not Bedard levels, but do you think there are actually, because it's been a few years, I would say, since we had a rookie really, a, a rookie class that came in and just kind of, like... Dominated. It would be line A Matthews, right? right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this would be the year for it to be, for sure. And I think you won't have to wait on Bedard, I imagine, for him to be fantasy relevant. He might. He's not going to be, like, eh, immediately, you know a top 10 scorer in the league, but like, no, he'll be like what? 60 or 70 he'll points. Do what McDavid. Year. Yeah. He'll do what McDavid yeah. did this first year or, or, or separate his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that's not a good example. Um, Fantilli could, uh, the way I look at it is it, it's for any rookie at all. It's do they have a road to top six minutes and power play time? And you can see it very easily with Slavkovsky this year that, you might have thought the road was good there, and it actually wasn't because they have a bunch of fucking guys. They have a bunch of veteran guys that were going to get always going to get ice time over him, and that he was going to have to quote unquote earn it. But it's hard to earn it when like Cole Caulfield is already the hot young goal scoring guy on that team, and Nick Suzuki is a hot young center, um, like taking up all that time. Anaheim, I'm kind of worried about Anaheim in that sense as well, too, for like someone like Fantilli going to Anaheim because Zegers is there, Terry's there, McTavish are there. And that's already three spots taken up on the power play. And then probably a defenseman as well, too. Let's call it Jamie Drysdale next year uh, because Klingberg and Fowler will either be gone or not as good. You got one spot and it's not going to be a bumper spot. So do you really want to grab anyone from Anaheim for that purpose? Probably not. For Arizona, I imagine they're going to just play the shit out of whoever they get, unless it's someone who decides to go back to college like Cooley did. Um, and I don't even know if Cooley's going to be a, a thing next year, even. So if Bedard oh. goes to Arizona, he's a plug-in immediately because he's going to be able to play with Keller, who is a pretty good winger in his own right, point-per-game winger already. And Nick Schmaltz can be easily moved to the right wing like he has in his career or back to a second-line center. There's no... There is no cost at all there in terms of wanting to play him over Bedard, right? Or uh, Fantilli, I would even say. And you also have Dylan Gunther coming in next year. Exactly. So even if Bedard ends up on, quote-unquote, a second line and he gets to play with yeah. Gunther, that's a fine spot for him also. And there's some chemistry there already from the world, yeah. which is nice. Otherwise, like, who else are we talking about? San Jose is a, is a team I'd worry about a, a top prospect going to. I saw I could because I've already been burned by it. <laughs> so I will not let that happen again. Um, unless they move out guys like Couture is always going to get uh, Couture and hurdle and Meyer and Carlson. Like if there's already four spots gone on the top power play there, which is really what makes a rookie useful. Unless you're looking like way down the road, like it's fine to get these guys and not expect anything from them. Um, and then what was the other team? There's mm, Philly. Which yeah, is the same situation. Yeah, but yeah. Philly's got like you'll play him. Like they desperately need somebody to bring people in the door. Yeah. So if they, well, they get Bedard, Bedard. I'm not but, really wor- too worried about Bedard. But yeah, you're right. Fantilli, especially Fantilli. with Torts probably still being there. And then what's the other team? I'm missing someone. Who's another Columbus? Who's the other team? No, not Columbus. What? They're not. They're they're too high in the standings. To really truly I'm missing a team. Hold on. I'm checking. Florida. I talked about Montreal. <laughs> talked about oh, Columbus Florida. actually has way less points than I thought they did. Yeah, they're not good, dude. Wow. Chicago. Oh yeah, Chicago. The Black we Hawks. Talked about Chicago. Okay, yeah, because we'll I don't want Columbus. to. We'll talk about Columbus in a second. Chicago is probably a pretty good place for Fantilli, I would say as well. Just they don't have anybody, and unless he goes back to college for whatever reason. Uh, because he got drafted by Chicago. <laughs> um, 
he'll probably be okay. He'd probably be fantasy relevant. I'd pick him up. They've they've kind of surprised me as to how how much they were willing to play randoms in their lineups. Like um, they've got some like Reichel and who's the other fucking not on Twistle. What's his name? Um, they've got some like random guy playing with uh, Taves and Kane, and he's like actually been decent. And then you've got guys like Domi and uh, Athanasiu who have like jumped in and put up like they've been fantasy relevant for like weeks on end. So I'd think I'd say he'd be okay. Uh, okay. I had a bunch of, well, there was a whole bunch of Vancouver stuff that we, I wanted to talk about, but I just don't feel like it now. Okay. I'm tired. Of, <laughs> All right. What? Just, well, it's a whole bunch. So and weird. like, <laughs> I don't feel like it anymore. I just don't feel like it anymore because I'm tired of talking about that dysfunctional organization. And Rutherford just came out and just said a bunch of crap today that makes no sense. But um, I was going to talk. But instead, we'll uh, since we're getting pretty close to our hour here, I I had a career countdown ready for you. Oh boy! Just like okay. old times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to find. Remember how I used to do the on this day in hockey history thing? Mm-hmm. way back when i couldn't mm-hmm. find it <laughs> oh i googled for a while and i could not find just it can't find it anymore eh? so i don't i don't even remember what it was on or i didn't have a bookmark or anything I, but mm. okay explain the rules so career countdown well it's basically from 10 to 1 this is how many games this player has played this season generally i try to pick players that this is how many career games they have that's not always the case, as you'll see with one specific player on this list. Um, but other than that, it's probably guys you've never heard of. So I like to basically give Tyler how many games they played, the name, and their stats for the season. And he has to tell me what team they played on. And I'll remind Tyler I do not use the same team twice. And I did so horribly last time we did this. So I'm excited to also do equally as horrible this time. Cool. Uh, okay. Ten games. He has one goal and is a minus two. Jake Lucini. Oh, uh, this is, uh, it's not Lucini, it's Lucian, right? Is that what you're saying? Like Dom's? It, it's No, it's not spelled like that. Can you spell it? L-U-C-C-H-I-N-I. Lucini. <coughs> Whoa. Lucini? Lucini, maybe? Mm. Lechahini? No, I think Lucini's right. Uh, let's go San Jose. Uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, okay, in nine games played, this player has two assists, six penalty minutes, and is a plus one. Their name is Braden Patchell. Fuck, man. These are <clears throat> like no-namers. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, we've had most of a season, so it makes it a little easier to find randos. Patchell. And you have to remember, I'm also trying to find <clears throat> guys that I've never heard of. That's usually when I pick somebody. Let's go with uh, the Blue Jackets. That is the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, of course. Them. So many injuries. <clears throat> uh, yeah, there was like multiple guys from that team I could have pulled over yeah. various games. Uh, in eight games, he has five penalty minutes and is a minus one. His name That's is like Tyler that. Tucker. Fuck. It's, I didn't look up to see if he was the son of Darcy, yeah, I but he I don't be. think he is. Ooh. Um, Detroit? The St. Louis Blues. Fuck, man. I'm not going to. I already can tell I'm not getting a single one of these. <laughs> uh, in uh, seven, seven games played, he is a minus three. His name is Justin Kirkland. Oh, Kirkland brand. Um. Yep. Oh shit! Also I made a makes joke about laundry this. Laundry detergent, battery, <coughs> uh, pizza. Anaheim. Yes, correct. I, I I saw this guy and I I made a joke in a group chat about Damn it. Damn it. Uh, okay. In <coughs> six games, he has one goal and is a minus two. His name is Matai Blumel. Uh, Blumel. Matej. Can you spell his last name? B L U M E L. B L U M L A T M E L. Buffalo. The Dallas Stars. Fuck. 
Uh, playing enough NHL uh, franchise mode. I think that would help me within this. But anyways. Okay, I promise you will know this player. Okay, it's just now I just got to know where he plays. Exactly. In five games played, he has two goals, one assist, and is a plus one. His Ooh. name is Chris Tierney. Oh, I do know this. He, this guy played for the Knights when I was there. And he played in Ottawa. And he played in San Jose. I believe he was part of the Eric Carlson trade. He probably was. Where's Chris Tierney playing now? Exactly. <laughs> Three points in five games, too. I know. A lot of these Knights guys end up in the same place. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Blue Jackets for this one again. Final answer. Florida Panthers. Mm. <laughs> Fuck. That one sucks because I definitely know him. Fuck. He's just uh, kind of floated into oblivion, eh? Yeah, he's only 28, Tyler. I know. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's how most people's NHL careers go, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay, <clears throat> in four games, he has four penalty minutes, but is a minus three. His name is Alec Regula. Regula, maybe? It's R-E-G-U-L-A, right? Correct. Oh, this one's screaming Winnipeg to me, but I don't think it is. Minus three, eh? Uh, Flyers. Blackhawks. Fuck! <laughs> Good guess at a bad team because yeah. it's plus minus, though. Yep. Uh, okay, in three games, he has an assist, four penalty minutes, and is a plus two. His name is Vincent DeHarnay. Vincent DeHarnay. I'm <laughs> I just want to go with Montreal here because I feel like it's the easiest. It's in day hard. Uh, Edmonton. Correct. Oh my God. Let's go. Shot in the dark. Yeah, I that was uh this jersey kind of looks familiar on the back of. That that's because that's because David DeHarnay played for the Oilers. Oh no! Oh no! That's what we call. Wow! All right, that's what we call luck. Uh, you got two. You got Justin yeah. Kirkland too, remember? Yep. Uh, okay, two left. Um, in two games, he has no stats. Uh, his name is E2 Marky. No, wait, hold on. E2 is first name. Last name is Mackie Niemi. Detroit. San Jose Sharks. Uh, He's a goalie. Oh. Okay, I did not know that. Uh, okay. Last one, one game played, he has two penalty minutes. His name is Cole Bardreau. Uh, He's had a lot of injuries. Let's go, with, let's go with Vancouver. The New York Islanders. Islanders. Fuck. <laughs> so you got two Man, out of so ten. I'm so bad at these. You're going to have to start making them easier for me, which is pathetic. Because I'm usually, like, I used to kill these. You actually used to be really good at them. There would be times where I would be annoyed that you would get guys. Ah, and one of these ones were luck. Fuck. Thank you, Justin Kirkland, for all you've done. And thank you, David Dayarney, for playing for the You're Oilers playing for the at Oilers. some point in your career. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Uh, that'll be the podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. If you listened to the last 100 episodes, then I truly appreciate you. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.